Well, I want to tell you, man, today is not going to be a normal day here at K2. And to be honest with you, it's not going to be a normal month at K2. And uh, I don't know about you, but every once in a while in our family, we have to bring everybody together and have family chats. You guys ever have those? And uh, whenever something huge is going to take place or we're thinking of making a major decision, we came together. We did that this summer uh, when we brought our family together because we were considering uh, adding someone to our family um, with, a, with a foreign exchange student. And uh, it's one thing, I mean, Susan and I, we love, we're engaged with lots of people, but it's different than actually having someone come in and be a part of your family for a year. That was a huge decision. And I remember it was so great sitting there on the couch and going through and praying. We spent days with our kids and we processed that whole thing and eventually totally felt a leading from God. I mean, it was like, this is exactly what you were supposed to do. And, and I want to tell you, man, following God's lead on that and now having Lynn Giza in our home. Uh, she is part of our family, and it is a huge, huge blessing. And, and in essence, you guys, I feel like that's what's happening today. Um, today, we're going to turn this uh, auditorium kind of into a big living room, and we're just going to invite you to be part of our family. And in fact, some of you may be here today because we actually put an invitation out to anybody for the last nine years who's ever come to K2. <laughs> So we spend uh, postcards all over the place and just said, man, come in, because if you've ever been a part of us, now's the time to be a part of us, because we really do feel like we're getting ready, you guys, today. In fact, today for me, I'll be honest with you, today feels like uh, the closest it's ever felt to the day we launched K2 for me, because um, what we're doing today is we're grabbing the page, the next page in the story that God has been writing, then that he is writing with K2, and we're turning it, and we're opening up a new chapter to K2's future. And it's really, really, really exciting. So we have shared with you, in fact, I know a month ago, I went back and watched the message to make sure I'm telling the truth. On our anniversary day, we just shared some things with you that we've been praying and we've been seeking and we've been moving for two years to try to find a new facility for K2. And uh, the beginning of this year, though, we kind of felt a new urgency on this. And so the prayers intensified, and Eric Winter, our director of, uh, uh, of all of our uh, operations, he put a team together that started really seeking hardcore at any possibility that would work for us. Dave Elsog, our executive pastor, has put together a team uh, so that we can figure out how, as a church, we might be able to resource this new move. And um, today, we're going to begin to roll out that plan for you of, of how we're going to move forward uh, with K2 The Church. And so it's an exciting day. You guys ready? Ready. I like that. All right, here we go. So, and, and, and what's interesting, there's, there's, there's really one reason that we're doing this. Um, it's because everyone matters. And it's just true. And so, suicidals, rock idols, shut-ins, dropouts, friendless, homeless, penniless, and depressed, presidents, residents, foreigners, and aliens, dissidents, feminists, xenophobes, and chauvinists. Breathe deep. Breathe deep the breath of God. Everyone matters to God. Now, I'll tell you this. When we moved out here, there were 30 of us, right? And I, uh, we left everything to start this church. Um, but I can tell you, we didn't just move out here to start a church to say, hey, let's have 30 of us get out here and let's just hang out together. Right? That wasn't the plan. <laughs> the plan was we believed that God asked us to quit our jobs and leave our families and sell our homes to come here because everyone mattered to him, people just like the Wilfords. And, we've, and it's, what's been amazing is now, instead of 30 people, we have about 1,300 people. Isn't that crazy? Can I, I can just tell you, man, we never dreamed that that would happen. And so here we are with 1,300 people, and I can tell you this. We're still not interested in saying, hey, let's 1,300 of us just hang out, right? 
Because there's like 1.1 million people in this valley who matter to God. Do you guys know that? They really matter to him. In the church, Jesus is always building his church. So if we're going to join him in, in, in what he's doing, then we have to have the, si I'm sorry, the same mindset that we had when we moved out here. And we're going to follow him because he's on a mission. So for the next four weeks, we're going to dig deep into his calling that he has on us as a church and why we're doing this. And here's the, everyone matters. So we're going to be talking about the fact that the brokenhearted matter to God. We're going to talk about the fact that you matter to God. We're going to talk about the fact that we matter to God as a church. But today, to kick off the whole thing, we're going to talk about one person who really matters, and that is Jesus. Good job. That's what you, that's what you always say when a question like that is answered in church, okay? Just say Jesus, you're probably good, all right? No, we are. Today, we're going to look at the fact that, that Jesus matters. And this is it. I mean, if, if we don't start with him, right, nothing else makes sense at all. So let's go ahead and let's pray and let's ask. And I just, I, I, I really do, I hope that today will be a day where God just opens your eyes and opens your hearts to the possibility of what he wants to do in you and through you into this broken world that needs him so bad. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for a new chapter in this church. Thank you for the nine years that we've had. You have been an amazing, loving, faithful God, drawing people like Jason and Rachel to yourself. Many people here, Lord, have finally found out that you just ridiculously love them and that you would give up your very son to be able to take us back into relationship with you, which our hearts were made for. So we thank you. And now, God, I just ask, I, I just want to pray uh, for the, my own soul and everyone in here that we would just rest a little bit, that we would just open up our hearts to you and just say, okay, God, what do you have for us? What do you have for us? And we can't wait to look at you, Jesus. You're the only reason we're even here. So make these words shine bright, and I pray for it in his name. Amen. Amen. All right. So let's look at it. i got four things today about why Jesus matters, right? Here's the first one. Jesus matters because he's the creator. He's the creator. If you got your Bibles, by the way, open up to Colossians chapter 1, okay? We are going to look at, uh, I don't know, uh, six verses, I think it is, that I think are the greatest six verses in the Bible that describe Jesus, okay? So if you have your Bibles or your phones and you want to grab uh, the scripture, follow along with me and it'll be up here on the screen. But the first thing that we realize about Jesus and why he matters, because he's the creator, okay? Look at this. And in fact, I'm going to put his name in whenever there's pronouns just to show you how emphasized he is. Here we go. Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in Jesus, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through Jesus and for Jesus. So let's look at these. What, the, the thing I love about this passage, and let's go back. Yeah, let's stay, actually just stay right here on verse 16, if you can keep that up on the screen. There's three prepositions here that tell us a ton about Jesus as our creator. And the first thing is, is that everything was created in him. Now, you, you guys, if you stop, it's kind of fun if you think about it. There's nothing that you can see, even in this room, there's nothing you can see in this room that didn't start in someone's mind, right? These chairs, these guitars, these lights, these walls... Everything that you ever see that exists today 
started in someone's mind. They had an idea. And what the Bible tells us, you guys, is that everything that's created, not the stuff that we've made like the chairs, but you and creation, there's not a person on this planet who didn't start in the very mind of Christ. Like, I, I've, the first time I, got, I thought about that, I'm like, how cool is that? Like, I'm his idea. Woo. Wow, thank you. <laughs> you woohooed and everybody else laughed. I don't have this. No, but, it, but here's what's wild is you can now look at everyone you ever see and go, they're here because God thought of them. Jesus matters because there isn't a person on this planet without him. So he's created in him and then through him or by him, which means Jesus didn't just come up with the idea, but he's the one who actually manufactured it. He, he, he actually created us. Psalm 139 says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And you guys, the DNA, right? I don't know if you were here last year when we showed this, this message by Louis Giglio. DNA that stretches back and forth to the moon seven times is so huge. And DNA that takes 90 years to even read. That DNA was created by Christ. He knits you together. That's why you're so goofy. That's why you're so unique. That's why there isn't anybody else like you. I was looking at all the faces, right, on the, on the, well, there's, on the billboard, and I have a cool billboard out here, and also in our lobby. Isn't it wild how absolutely different and unique you are? It's because you were created by him, and then you were created through him. And then the last thing he says is what? You were created for him. For him. See, so you guys, everything that was created, these chairs, these guitars, these lights, this water bottle, everything somebody thought of, they manufactured it, and then they had a reason for it. There is a purpose for everything that exists. And so what we find in the scripture is why does Jesus matter? Because everyone on this planet was created for a purpose. You have a reason for your existence. And it's huge that we help people understand that. And here's what's interesting, is everything that's created is only complete if it actually functions, right, in the way that it was created for, and if it's used. That's when something becomes complete, right? So, I mean, you're going to hear the music and stuff coming, why? Because that stuff was created, and it's actually functioning in the purpose for what it was created for, and we're going to use it. And the Bible says over and over again that until human beings fully function for what they were created for, they never experience the completeness and the fullness of their life. And so Jesus matters because he says, I got to tell you what, you guys, I thought of you, I created you, and I created you for me. So because Jesus is the creator, we find the purpose for our existence. And every human being is trying to find that. And what we find is he says this, there is a grand plan there is a huge plan going on, and it's beautiful. It's glorious. The possibilities would be amazing. But that grand plan is only going to come to fruition if all the pieces are centered around the purpose for its existence. Right? This, this guitar sitting right here, everything, every part of that guitar is really important for it to function. Or let's say like this thing, which I have no idea. Look at this thing. Can you guys see this thing? That is nuts. 
Like all the stuff I'm sure that's inside of there. And the thing is only that, I'm going to have to find out what that is. Uh, the, uh, that thing <laughs> is only going to fully function because everything inside of it has one purpose. And our purpose, you guys, is not for ourselves. This is the issue on this planet. Is everybody thinks that I'm here and everything that exists is somehow to make my life work. When the reality is we're here for Jesus. And when we all center around that, and when we finally get connected back to God, he starts to fill us up with who we are and what we are, to be one with him, to worship Jesus, to follow him, and then to become like him. So then all of a sudden, when you're like him, you finally get free from yourself. Yeah, now that is exciting. And once you're free from yourself, guess what? Now your life actually starts to work. So you were created in him, by him and for him, and that's why he matters, okay? Now, let's look at that. Who, who, do, who matters then? Evolutionists, creationists, perverts, slumlords, deadbeats, athletes, Protestants, and Catholics, housewives, neophytes, pro-choice, pro-life, misogynists, monogamists, philanthropists, black and whites. Breathe deep. Breathe deep the love of God. All right? So, Number, and, and, uh, number two, Jesus is, uh, he matters because he's the creator. Number two, Jesus matters because he's the sustainer. And this is where we found our power. Look at this verse. Jesus is before all things, and in him, in Jesus, all things hold together. When he came on this planet, you guys, Jesus had one main message. If you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which are his accounts, the one thing you're going to see in the Bible is that Jesus kept saying, the kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is here. I'm ushering in the kingdom of God. Well, what, 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 do, what do you mean? What he's saying is, my ways are coming into the world. And my ways are, I've created it, right? I'm created everything. So I'm the only one who actually knows how this thing is supposed to function. And I have laws. And we know this. There are natural laws in the universe. And what the scripture says is everything is held together by Christ. The natural laws that hold this together, the, 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 the axis of the earth being just exactly how it needs to be, the rotation being perfect, the distance from the sun being perfect, everything on this planet, Jesus created that so perfectly. What a design. It's unbelievable. And because it was created like that, he holds the universe together. But he doesn't just have physical laws, you guys. He has moral laws. And we all know that. That's why our country said what? What? We said liberty and justice for? For all. Because there's certain ways, there's certain things that are right. He puts out the Ten Commandments, right? No more murdering, no more stealing, no more lying. There are certain things that just are morally right. And when we follow those, life works. There's relational laws. You guys, I don't know if you guys know, there are relational laws. And I'm not talking about you have to do these type of laws. It's more of a statement of fact. See, if God, who created the world, comes to us and he says, can I just tell you how this whole thing works? First of all, you were created in my image. That's what God said. Actually, he said, you were created in our image. And God is love. And that is why every human being on this planet is so stinking relational. The reason we need to be loved and the reason we only function at a high level is when we're loving is because that's what we were created for. So there's actually relational laws, things that are just facts that God put in. He said, can I just describe to you what love is? He goes, love is when you forgive. 
Love is when you keep no record of wrongs. Love always perseveres and it never fails. Love accepts. The Bible just teaches us. And here's ultimately we see love in Jesus because he completely gives himself away for other people. And, and, and here's what we know. Relationships are falling apart all over the place. But Jesus is the one that in him all things hold together. Societies can hold together. Relationships can hold together. And it's because there are moral laws, relational laws. You know, there, and there, there are spiritual laws, you guys. There's just certain things that God has told us about your own heart. Some of you are here today because you're just trying to keep this thing together. Much less everything else out there. It's like, I can't even keep my own self together. And we all know, man, a healthy person is someone who's full of love and joy and peace. When Jesus was here, you know what he did, you guys? He revealed to us what humanity could actually be. He lived this. Because when we follow Jesus, his laws, his relational laws, his spiritual laws, everything that he has revealed to us is right and good. Guess what happens? You hold together. And your relationships hold together. And then we affect the whole world, and the world can hold together. Jesus matters. He's the creator. He's the sustainer. Okay? Number three, Jesus matters because he's the head. All right? He's the head. Okay? So all of you in here uh, who, who would say, man, I, I believe in this. I, I'm actually part of the church. Look at this. Jesus is the head of the body, the church. Jesus is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything, Jesus might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in Jesus. See, guys, Jesus matters because he's the one who is, has the supremacy. He has the authority. He's the head. I don't know about you, but I think it's kind of important that a body has a head. Anybody, you guys know that? Okay, I've shared this here years ago, but uh, my brother and I, he actually raised 40 chickens. And I got to hold the chickens when he chopped their head off. And then I'd throw them. Have you guys ever seen a chicken without its head? It is crazy. The body needs a head. And, (laughs) okay. Hey, no, but you guys, it's a perfect example, man. Because guess what happens to the church when the church isn't connected to the head? The church gets messy. And the church goes crazy and the church is flopping all around and the church doesn't look anything like it's supposed to. And that's us, right? The church, that's what he says right here. Jesus is the head of the body, the church. And here's what's interesting. Not only just if the whole body wasn't connected to the head, but even if just one part is no longer connected to the head, then the whole body doesn't function in the way that it was meant to. You matter, And if you're not connected to Jesus, if there's not his life and his power and his love and his grace and his forgiveness like pouring into you, then you're like, you you just, you you know, our body just is like, it gets, it can't fully function. And so, man, I just want to tell you, when Jesus matters to us as the head, he matters because he's our life. He's our direction. He is the one who unifies us. He's the one who fulfills our purpose, and we're all completely dependent on him. And what's crazy about this is the head actually kind of needs a body too, doesn't it? See, here's what's crazy is God has this, I think it's a wacky plan. 
And he said, here's how I'm going to let the world know that I created them. Here's how I'm going to let the world know that I love them. Here's how I'm going to let everyone on this planet know that I am their source of life. I'm going to use my body. We're his hands. We're his feet. And we're his voice. And the church is really, as someone, pastor said, the hope of the world. And so I just want to tell you this. The reason K2 the church is expanding is because Jesus is our head. And Jesus is always vibrant, and he's always building his church. You, I'm just going to tell you right now, church, those of you, if, again, if you're checking Christianity out or whatever today, it's going to be good for you to hear this. But I want to talk to the church. Jesus said, come follow me, and I'll make you what? Fishers of men. He didn't say, hey, 12 guys, come follow me and let's hang out. He said, come follow me, and I'm going to make you somebody who goes, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. well, actually, they didn't have those. They just wrote a net, right? And that's like, actually a lot more exciting. But here's the deal. If you follow Jesus, then the whole thing he said he was going to create you to be is someone who reaches other people and helps them to get connected to him. Right before he left, in Matthew chapter 28, he said this, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, right? So what does he say? Why is he's the head? Because he has supremacy. He has the authority. So he goes, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, since I'm the one who gets to call the shots, right? Not the big toe. Do you guys know you don't get to, you hangnail out there, you don't get to call the shots, right? You kneecap, you don't get to call the shots. The head calls the shots. And he says, because I have all that, therefore, he says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything that I've commanded you, and surely I am with you to the very ends of the age. You guys, church, there's no, the reason we're expanding is because Jesus said, go, follow me, love everybody, because everyone in this valley matters to me. And so, this campaign that, that we're doing, that we're really starting right here, is because we have been searching, and we've been searching hard this year. And, and I just want to let you know that there have been probably about four different properties that we've been looking at that we feel like could that kind of stay in the geographical realm of, of where we feel like K2 needs to be. And by the way, it's really hard to find a property, a building. <laughs> because think about this, there's another service going on, right? Right over there. And we need to meld those two together to have one building so I don't have to run out of here, right, in, in, in a few minutes. Don't, I mean, anybody else want to just have one building besides me? I mean, that would just be so, thank you, God, please. Uh, all right, anyway, so, be, um, where was I? Oh, yeah, so there's, there's very few properties that are big enough for us to have that that then have the parking to be able to do that. But I will tell you, in all the properties that we've been searching after, there's one that has emerged just in the last few months as a really legitimate possibility, and it's the Fundum, right, or, or the 49th Street Galleria. So, all right, we got one person who's excited about that. Uh, no, but, but here's the deal. Um, and just recently, we have signed an LOI um, with the owners of that property to share that. We would not be taking over that whole, somebody else actually owns it, and we would be coming along to share that property. And, um, and so I just want to ask you, we're gonna, I'm going to be giving you tons of more details on that in the upcoming weeks. 
Um, but please just be praying for us. In fact, we're having uh, some desserts this week that some of you are already invited to, but we want to let you know there's one tomorrow night right here at K2 The Church. Um, if you would, we'd love to have you. If you'd just say, man, I've, I've got some questions or I'd love to know more, please, please show up here. And Dave, what time? 7.30 here at K2 um, if, you, if you're not going to one of the other desserts. But here's the deal. I just got to let you know. So an LOI does not mean it's a signed deal. For anybody, you guys all know that. It's going to depend on a couple things. One is it's going to depend on the negotiations, obviously, and it's going to depend on us having the resources to be able to do this deal. And, 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 so, and, and, and that's why I just want to ask you today, if you're part of K2, the church, the body, um, would you just begin to ask Jesus your head? I'm, I'm a part of this church. I'm a part of your body, Jesus. How do you want me to participate in Everyone Matters? How do you want me to participate in helping us find a home that can actually accommodate the people that you are drawing here so that we can have the best service, the best kids ministry, the best ministry to our capacity to this world? And, what, and, and the other question is, what resources have you given me? Because everything we have comes from him. And God, what resources do you, have you given me that you want me to put towards this? Would you guys just begin praying that? And this, take, take this month and seriously be connected to the head who's telling us, let's get going. And let's move and let's reach everyone in this valley. All right? So here's the deal. Jesus matters because he's a creator. He matters because he's a sustainer. He matters because he's the head. And here's what's crazy to me. I, two days ago, I was thinking, oh my gosh, everything exists because of him. And he holds everything together. And he's the head. I'm just like a you know, a proton or something in his body. <laughs> and yet, the last thing that this passage tells us is the thing that blows me the way the most. Let's read it. Can we read it and then put up number four? Well, there it is. Jesus is the Savior. Darn, give it away. <laughs> Go ahead and put up the verse. Through Jesus, God is reconciled to himself all things whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through Jesus' blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ Jesus' physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. See, here's what blows me away, you guys, about Jesus is he created everyone on this planet. Everyone was his idea. And everyone you know matters to him. He loves the world. And yet this great, awesome, majestic God, because he loves, he used his body. He gave up his very life to love the world through. He took all of our sin upon his being so that the punishment that we deserve, we won't ever get. I, I'm telling you, that's the, I love that news that I'm never going to receive the punishment for my sin because Jesus came and he took it in his body. That's just what he does. He loves us. And so then, this creator, this sustainer, this head, he gives up everything. And now, you guys, we actually see his glory. This is the glory of God. Yeah, I'm, 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 did anybody see the sunrise this morning? Oh my, 
beautiful. I mean, we, I see glory all the time. But I'm telling you, the greatest glory of God is that he does not have one selfish bone in his body. He doesn't have one selfish thought ever. He loves every person and he'd give up his life. He would sacrifice his body so that other people could live. You guys know that? He gave up his body so that other people could live. And now here's the question. Who's his body today? Let's all say, who's his body today? And he's going to ask every single one of us to live just like he lived by not having one selfish bone in our body to sacrifice our own lives so that what? Others can live. It's the greatest freedom in all the world. And this is what he does. He comes to live inside of us, this Jesus who loves the world, so that we will love the world. And I just think, I'm gonna, who are we going to love? Let me pick another one here. Evolutionists, creationists, perverts, slumlords, deadbeats, athletes. Oh, I did that one already. Police, obese, police, obese, lawyers, government, sex offenders, tax collectors, war vets, rejects, atheists, scientists, racists, sadists, photographers, biographers, artists, and pornographers. You guys ready? Woo! All right. <laughs> Gays and lesbians, demagogues, thespians, the disabled, preachers, doctors and teachers, meat eaters, wife beaters, judges and juries, long hair, no hair, everybody, everywhere. Everybody, everywhere matters to God. And you cannot be in the church and have Jesus alive in you and say, I'm in. And I'm going to let him live through me. So I'm going to encourage you to do a band. Why don't you guys come on up? And here's where we go. 2 Corinthians 5, 14 says this, Christ's love compels us. Man, once you, once, because I, I know this, I listed you somewhere. Do you guys know that? <laughs> I, didn't I? You were on this list somewhere. So here's what I know. Once you've been loved by Christ, Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for who? All. all. For everyone. And therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live, that would be us, should no longer live for themselves, but for him. You were created for him. Find your purpose, man. Live for what you were created for. He died for us and he was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view, man. We don't look at any other person as somebody else to compete against or to judge. We see every person on this planet no longer from a worldly point of view. We see them from God's eyes and we see they matter to him. Though we once regarded Christ this way, we don't do it any longer. If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone and the new is here and all of this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and he gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling who? The world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. Oh, that's great news. And he's committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. That's your job description, man. 
your job description and my job is to let everyone in Salt Lake City, everyone in your workplace, everyone in your neighborhood, everyone you know, come to the realization that they don't, their sins are no longer counted against them, that they have a Savior who loves them, who created them, and they can be filled with the very person of God. You guys in? All right, let's do it. Let's stand up, every single one of you, and let's now focus our hearts and our minds and our worship on Jesus who matters.